This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on paying less for the coverage you need with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get a quote today at FBHP.com. I'm Mike Keith. The Titans overcame the Chargers 27-24 in overtime to even their record at 1-1. I had a chance to sit down with Mike Vrabel on Monday to discuss what happened against the Chargers and what comes next as the Titans travel to Cleveland. Here's my conversation with Mike Vrabel on the OTP. That's my Monday talk with Mike Vrabel. Hey, Titans fans, it's always game on with Duncan, so grab a coffee and kick off the action, whether that's drinking a cup of coffee on your way to the game or grabbing one to go before watching the game at home. Duncan is always there to help you get your game on. Just like the pros, we need to be at our best come game time, which is why Duncan is the most important part of your game day ritual because it's always the best call for football. America runs on Duncan. Let's bring in Titans Radio's Rhett Bryan and Amy Wells. For the last couple of years, we've been doing four downs, the OTP 4D on Mondays. And many of you have asked, where has it been? Why have you not been doing the OTP 4D? Well, we're going to be losing Amy in terms of her availability to us in a couple weeks on maternity leave. And we knew since we couldn't do four downs all season, we didn't we didn't want to do it at all. We just we just could not do the OTP four D without you, Amy. That's kind of sweet. Well, it is. Yeah. So anyway, big win, exciting win. We have you here. So today we will do an OTP four D. I'm very excited Why about not? this. Why not? Yeah. Let's so let's one get out. to it. First down, Amy, your play that turned the win over the Chargers. I think it was the fourth quarter touchdown by Nick Westbrook-Akine that put the Titans up 24-21. to 21. There's about 2.22 left in the game, something like that. Um, besides, obviously, putting the Titans ahead, they had to have a touchdown in that moment to even have any sort of chance of winning in regulation. But it also felt like one of those moments where the Tennessee Titans offense collectively said, let's stop messing around and win this game. It was a drive that was just, there were so many good things about it. There were a couple penalties that were in there that were not the Tennessee Titans' fault. There were a lot of people involved. You've got that deep ball to Chris Moore for 49 yards that was incredible. You've got some Derrick Henry sprinkled in there. You've got some DeAndre Hopkins working in there. There were just so many different things that happened in that drive that had to happen, and it had to end in a touchdown, and it did. And that just felt like a moment where you said, this is the Tennessee Titans offense. This is what we've been looking for. This is what we've been waiting for. Here it is. Now it's happening. And you felt like the Titans had that momentum that no matter what was going to come beyond that, they were going to find a way to win this game. Well done. Very well, sharp for your first move. Well, I was pretty excited about uh, this one. All yeah. right, Rhett Bryan, your play that turned the game. My play comes from number 58, Harold Landry. It was a quarterback sack with 20 seconds left in regulation. The Chargers have it third and three at the Tennessee seven-yard line. He sacks Justin Herbert for a minus eight-yard loss. And so that means that Cameron Dicker has to put it through the uprights to tie it. If Something doesn't happen right there, and Harold Landry doesn't get his hands on the quarterback. Maybe a touchdown there, and there is no OT, and we're not talking about a big win. 
So mine actually comes from overtime. And Derrick Henry had just rushed two yards to get a first down on what was third and a long one. So it gave the Titans first and 10 at the Chargers 37. It had started to rain. They had replay there to see for some reason they were looking for something in that play that just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I don't know what they thought they saw in terms of Henry being down short of the line to gain, and it felt like it just gave more time for the rain to intensify. And then on the next play, Ryan Tannehill across the field, DeAndre Hopkins, 14 yards, sets up the game-winning field goal. That's why you got DeAndre Hopkins. That's a play Tannehill needs to make. That's a moment where you've got to find a way to complete one more pass because there's no way, no way, you're running Derrick Henry three times right there and getting much closer for the field goal. It would have been a 50-something-yard field goal in those conditions. Instead, you complete the pass. It sets you up to kick the 41-yarder. And I just thought, man, this is exactly why you went and signed this player, DeAndre Hopkins, even not at his best. He's still and playing limited snaps, by the way, he still comes through in a key moment right there. That is my play that turned the game. Second down is the stat that grabbed your attention as the OTP 4D continues with Rhett Bryan. For me, it's two of the Titans' five explosive plays. The 70-yard explosive play to Traylon Burks, the 49-yard explosive play to Chris Moore, both from Ryan Tannehill. But here's the thing, and I know the story of the game was in both of these cases, the Titans were trailing. That first one especially, they were trailing 11 to nothing. But both of those happened on first down. That tells me a little peek about what this Tim Kelly offense is going to be like. It's not always going to be Derrick Henry on first down running. And they were big shot plays that literally set them up for big-time scores. Well, they yeah, scored touchdowns after both. Yep. They didn't have to drive the ball, drive the ball, drive the ball. This is when this offense has been at its best in 19, 20, and 21. Play-action shots. Because that's what they're really set up for. They're, because you got Derrick Henry and you have play-action, your quarterback is so much better in play-action statistically than he is otherwise. It's what he does best, and you hit the shots. Huge, huge, huge. The other thing, too, about the first one, when they hit the 70-yarder to Burks, the Titans had more penalty yards than they did offensive yards. They were stuck in the mud. Not only were they double digits behind, but they were totally stuck in the mud offensively I think that's uh, the two shot plays very big Amy Wells your stat that caught your attention um Ryan Tannehill had zero interceptions oh and that stuck out to me because the week before in week one he had three interceptions and what that says to me beyond the fact that hey we didn't turn the ball over which is really good um, the work that he did throughout the week, we saw him working with receivers. We saw him really digging into some of the details. We saw him uh, really digging into some of the minutia of the mistakes that were made in that week one game. And they were corrected. I mean, interceptions aren't always completely just on the quarterback. There's a lot of moving pieces, parts, and a lot of communication that has to happen. 
And it seemed like a lot of that was cleaned up yesterday. And so I am just tickled that Ryan Tannehill was able to have a game with no interceptions. I'm going to stay in the same vein with my stat. I'm going to go with targets. So Trayvon Wesco targeted once, didn't have a catch. It was a drop. So it should have been a catch. Uh, Chris Moore, one target, one catch, 49 yards. Tajay Spears, two targets, two catches, six yards. Derrick Henry, four targets, three catches, 15 yards. Nick Westbrook-Akine, three targets, three catches, 25 yards, touchdown. Traylon Burks, four targets, three catches, 76 yards. Chig Akonkwo, four targets, four catches, 35 yards after being shut out in the opener. And then DeAndre Hopkins, five targets, four catches, 40 yards. He also had a drop. So... Tannehill could have been 22 of 24, but here's the other part of it, too. In the first game, 13 targets for Hopkins on 34 pass attempts. Now much more balanced. I understand it's because Hopkins played limited snaps with the ankle, but I also think it's an outgrowth of going back, looking at the tape, and getting more comfortable in what the answers are in this offense. Ryan Tannehill said he watched the game five times, right? So he's saying, okay, if I get this, then here are my answers. And I think it's a function of the new offense, the fact that you didn't play it against anybody other than yourself in preseason, because even if Tannehill had played, you wouldn't be running your offense. That's how it works. This is a completely new offense, and I think we saw Tannehill and other people make a very big jump in week two. That's just my thought. Now I need to tell you about SeatGeek, the official <laughs> ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans. That's right. The deal is finalized. And the newest member of the Titans family is SeatGeek. If you haven't heard the name yet, get used to it because you'll be hearing it a lot more during the 2023 season. Whether you're buying or selling tickets to Titans games or any other live event in Nashville, SeatGeek is the place to do it. SeatGeek, the new official ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans. So Titans fans. Ken fan. That away, Amy. Third down, OTP 4D. Area where the Titans must improve from yesterday. Sacks. Sacks. What was that? How did you say that? Sacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it like you say it, Mike. <laughs> I would never. Well, you would. <laughs> but it's pretty funny, though. <laughs> it, it, mine's more like a horn. You're talking about sacks allowed. Yes. Yes, five. It's not good. Um, there, there, Five is too many. There were three on Ryan Tannehill the week before that. That's eight sacks in two weeks, yeah. which is a lot. You need your quarterback to be upright. You need him to be healthy. It's a full offense problem. I truly believe that. It's not just on the quarterback. It's not just on the offensive line. An offense needs to work like a well-oiled machine. A lot of things need to happen, but you got to get that fixed. Yeah, you got to get fixed, and it's a good point. I mean, they had problems earlier. Xavier Newman had had problems. Yeah. Uh, Raidens came in and, and steadied the ship. I yeah. mean, he did a he did a pretty nice job in there at left guard. I think they feel good about him. The question will obviously be how fast can Skaronsky get back. Um, he, I think we see immediately how good he is. You only have four more games without Nicholas Petit-Freer. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do at that point. Uh, yeah, but 
because Chris Hubbard has done a nice he's job. Done okay. Yeah. He's done all right. And do you stick with him until he can't go any further in terms of, you know, you feel like you've gotten all of it that you can? Uh, because the nice thing for Petit Frere is he will be able to come back and practice some. He will be able to be in the facility. Uh, and so that'll help. It's not like he will have been away and out of it for six total weeks. But, you know, what do you do? Uh, do I think Petit Frere is one of your five best offensive linemen? I, I think so. Um, but you've developed some options. And, and I think everybody's proud of Raidens because, I mean, let's face it. Raidens has taken a beating his first two years. Absolutely. He, he plays the COVID year, plays one game, comes in, really can't help much his rookie year. Last year doesn't win a job, gets hurt against the Chargers. But somewhere it feels like the switch got flipped because for this guy to come back in nine months, nine months after the injury, not nine months after the surgery, and not just come back to practice nine months after the surgery, come back and play in a game and do a respectable job. being Played thrown 53 snaps. 53 snaps. Um that tells you, and, and the other thing that tells you about where he is is Vrabel bragging on him. Mm-hmm. Vrabel brags on pros. And if somebody has come back and been a pro, then that's that's where he's getting it. So, interesting. Sacks, too many sacks, fair point. Sacks. Brian, area where the Titans must improve from yesterday's win. Mine is kind of a cumulative thing over the first two games, and it's cleaning up the operational and self-inflicted penalties. Through two games, 13 penalties, 90 yards. Most of those have been operational things, false starts and the like. Got to get cleaner in that area and and not hurt yourself. Uh, That would be something I would focus on if we're not talking about the quarterback protection of Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to talk about takeaways. Uh, The Titans had a couple of takeaways from Amani Hooker in New Orleans, one on special teams and one at the end of the first half. But otherwise, they haven't had any. And, you know, they haven't had any in the last six quarters. As much as this defense is hitting the quarterback, as, as much more tightly as the secondary seems to be playing receivers overall, you got to bat a ball up in the air at some point and catch it. You got to knock a ball loose at some point. Um, special teams, the way you're playing the run game, getting multiple guys to the ball, and even the way you're getting multiple guys to the receivers downfield after they make a catch, man, you need to take away. This, this, I, I know they come in bunches, and yeah, 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 I get it. It's great the Titans didn't turn the ball over yesterday, but this defense, as good as they are, I think it's fair to expect them to come up with more takeaways than what they have. But doesn't it feel like this is a group just to the bunches thing that once the dam breaks, it's just going to be bedlam? But this defense has a chance. I I mean, listen, we had a feeling the offense would start slowly based on the fact that it's a new offense. Mm -hmm. People don't want to hear that. Get it. Totally get it. But that's the way it's going to work. Okay? This this offense in week eight – I think, will look vastly different than it does right now in terms of its functionality. I think you saw some of it in week two in spurts, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think you'll see more of it coming up as we go. But for right now, for this moment, the defense is good. Mm -hmm. The the defense shows good things. I mean, they gave up some passing yards yesterday. But they bent in a place where they didn't break. And they got off the field. Here's the other thing. 
the the Chargers got in the red zone five times, five times, and only scored two touchdowns. Three field goals, but two touchdowns. That's good defense. That is good defense overall. I think to be a great defense, though, they've got to get some takeaways. So uh, the takeaways coming in bunches. You said a dam breaking. Can we have a dam break near a large body of water Sunday called Lake Erie? Nice. I'm into that. Well, let's get to fourth down, the OTP 4D. Your player of the game, Red Brian, you get to go first. And I'm so glad we've just been talking about him. It's Dylan Radens. Wow. It is. The young man comes back nine months after having a season-ending injury to the same opponent at their place last time and plays 82% of the snaps and does a pretty doggone nice job after a rough start with with Xavier Newman. Um, I just I think it says a lot about him, and you're right. He has had the tar beat out of him uh, in the first couple of years in this thing, and I, I think I'm starting to see something emerge that could be very helpful to this offensive line, which is what he was drafted for in the first place. Well, even if he doesn't become a starter this year, if he can become Dennis Kelly, a swing guy. Uh, if he can mm-hmm. become the guy that you put in at any spot. Guard, tackle. Yeah. Yes. If he can play any of the – I don't think he plays center, but if he can play any of the other four spots at so a moment's valuable. notice. Huge. That, huge. Because, so valuable. Because th- that's going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if you get Petit Frere back and you have Raidens that you feel good about and you have a guy uh, like Corey Levin that you feel good about on the inside yeah. – then all of a sudden, that's a pretty good eight. And that's a pretty good eight on game day. It gives Duncan a chance to sort of have his opportunity to grow up. Uh, Newman, you know, that was a setback for him yesterday, but they're they're not finished with him. He's a, a younger player who and, – and he may be a backup center. That may be what he does best. And see, I'm so glad you brought that up because it reminds me of what – Aaron Brewer went through last year two years ago yeah uh, yeah yeah. Uh, and it just I think at the end of the day Xavier Newman may be a better option at center it's no knock of him I mean look what happened happened yesterday I'm not knocking him at all I think there's a different spot for him that's fair that's fair so that's a good one Dylan Radens is Rhett's player of the game on fourth down who is Amy Wells player of the game mine is Ryan Tannehill and um just because of the turnaround from week one to week two, I think we all expected it, knowing him, having seen him throughout his career. But to actually see it unfold the way that it did, to see him be so frustrated, to see him in that media availability on Wednesday mm. after week one, um, just be so frustrated. And then the turnaround, how mentally taxing that had to have been, how just exhausted he must have been after getting that win against the Chargers. Um, And he had a great game, 20 completions uh, for 246 yards. He had a passing touchdown. He ran in that 12-yard touchdown. I mean – had you ever seen an option before? Are you old enough to remember an option play? I mean, I'm sure I have, but you don't see it often. You don't – not with a 35-year-old quarterback, you don't see it. Nope. It was, and it was nice. Well, it was really well run because the the key to it is you're optioning the end. Mm-hmm. And if the end comes up to take the quarterback, you pitch. And what he did was, and I referred to the old Southwest Conference because they all ran it, he got there and he played for an old Southwest Conference school. You may not remember 
Texas A&M used to be in the Southwest Conference mm-hmm. back when it was a thing. Anyway, that's a little. Sometimes <laughs> I make these references and no one knows what I'm talking about. It's okay, Mike. It's okay. Um, so he gets to the end. The end's not there. He turns it up. The pitch man, Henry, stayed in perfect pitch position. So had he gotten to the five-yard line and somebody come up and hit him, he still could have pitched it. But when the man's not there, you force the edge, and you, as the quarterback, you keep going until they stop you. If they stop you in the backfield, you pitch. If they stop you five yards down the field, you pitch. Instead, nobody stopped him. He went in for a touchdown. That was a beautifully run play by Ryan Tannehill that a majority of NFL quarterbacks could not run because they don't know how the play is actually supposed to run. And he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. I mean, he's a and a good football player. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's an athletic guy. He's a good football player. And he overcame a lot in this past week. And so he is my player of the game. And Amy, he's a tough guy. Oh. He is a tough guy. But he man. took some shots yesterday. Well, and we've and seen you, him take them before. And you think about the Chargers game last year when Mac took him down on the plate. Not a dirty play at all. Mac made a tackle on him early in the game. He had to come out for a series and went back in. And then he didn't play again after that. That injury was more serious than than most in that situation where you think about, well, it's a high ankle sprain or whatever. I mean, his his procedure wasn't easy. His rehab wasn't easy. The fact that he played that game on December 18th. Crazy. Crazy. And that he has come back. I mean, there's, there's a lot of respect for him. If you, you know, whatever your feelings are in the quarterback, the one thing that you can say for sure is Ryan Tannehill's a tough guy. And you have to respect that. My player of the game is Nick Folk. I mean, I'm low-hanging fruit here, but just to have the kicker walk out there and just put the 41-yarder, I mean, right down the middle. It didn't bank off a goalpost. It didn't barely get there. It, I mean, he just walked out there like it was nothing and hit driver right down the middle. And, man, to have a kicker that can do that in the weather, I mean, what a feeling that is. Um He's seven for seven. I know he'll miss some. I mean, that's the way it works. But to just have the sense that when you need to kick a field goal, we're going to send the kicker out and he's going to make a field goal. And then when he doesn't make it, you go, oh, wow, he didn't make it. And then you're, like, surprised. I mean, for quite a period of time, even when Randy Bullock was at his best, you were still a little, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yep. I, I don't feel that way with Nick Foles. No. The first day I watched him in practice and he had everything down the middle and you you see the swing he takes at the ball, he takes the same swing every time. And like a golfer, you know, when, when you watch those golfers, you think about Freddie Couples for all those years, he and Ernie Els would take that swing at the golf ball yep. that was the same whether they were hitting a wedge or whether they were hitting driver, it was the same tempo. A really good kicker has the same tempo no matter what. Nick Folk has that tempo. It's a deliberate approach, but it's somewhat graceful. Yeah, it, but it's just not. I mean, we we saw the young kickers in training camp, and they got great legs, and they may end up being Nick Folks. I mean, Nick Folk was out of the game mm-hmm. at at one point five years ago. He was done, and whatever he's done, he's found it again. He played for the Arizona Hotshots in the AAF. The Arizona, the Arizona Hotshots, Hot and he fought <laughs> his way. He he sold commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he was out, but he worked his way back. And you know, whatever he's done, 
I'm glad he's here. All right. In honor of Amy Wells, who likes to give multiple answers. Oh, good. Since, <gasps> we're, since we're going to lose her for a while with her having Bambino number two, I'd like an honorable mention for player of the game. Oh, wow. And, and continue to a go. Red Brian. I'm We've got so a Red Brian request. Yes, I'm we do. I'm so proud. Uh, just going outside of the box again, I'm going to tell you somebody else who had Oh, a, wait a minute. He's going to do his own. Re- okay. Rhett Brian. I thought you were just giving her the chance. But oh, you're no. you're giving everyone the chance? No. Yeah, Rhett I'm, is- I'm going to start the round robin here. Absolutely. All right. Kiaris Jackson in the punt return game, in the return <laughs> game, just – what does Mike Vrabel just catch the ball, well, secure the ball? Well, first of all, how good is J.K. Scott, the punter? I mean, we saw him at Alabama, mm-hmm. and I mean, and now he's with the Chargers. Mike, what? those balls had frost off of them where they broke the atmosphere. I mean, they went into a different county. It's ridiculous. It was just nuts. And the wind's up there, and you're this rookie. And I mean, listen, he's never caught a punt like that before in his life. No, sir. And yet he fielded every one. He did it and so his, well. And his punt return in overtime was big. That's a great one. That is a good one. Do you have an honorable mention? I'm going to be honest. I came with two honorable mentions. Go ahead. But you guys took both of mine. They were Dylan Radins and Nick Folk. So mine are covered. Okay. I played within the the rules. You played within the rules. But I I came prepared to cheat. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you one. Yeah. Hit it, Mike. DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. In practice all week, four catches, 40 yards. Yeah. He's just P R O. Pro, yeah, he's oh. just he's just a dude. I, I mean, it it's you just watch him play. I mean, I don't know the guy, but you just watch him practice. You watch him play. You watch him work. You see everything he does. He's just he's a pro. He's the real thing. He's that big time, and it's it's exciting because even family members said to me, "Oh, we're getting another old receiver who can't play anymore." I get it. You know, I get it. You know, some people go back to the Carl Pickens pickup, you know. Golly. Over 20 years ago sure. after all the great years in Cincinnati. And, I mean, I get it. You're we've, – we've had several guys who've been past their prime, and, and yet, man, he can still really play. Mm-hmm. And to go out and play on that ankle and to come through like he did, uh, DeAndre Hopkins would be my honorable mention. But it, it, it may be – I wouldn't want to use him but because it would seem like we could use him every week. Yeah, we're only doing this for one week. So, DeAndre Hopkins. There it is. (laughs) Good stuff, my friends. So, how was your OTP four day? You know, I I have been missing it even more than I felt like I did. You know, the OT people have too. I have had multiple people who've over the years have told me they really like this because they like to wrap their mind around a few things and then they think, oh, they left out this guy or, oh, they left out this moment because it gets them thinking about it's it. It's a good way to summarize. You can kind of pull out the main bits. I think it's a really cool thing that we do and um, it's one of my favorite things that we do in a week. So I'm glad that we got to scratch the itch a little bit, do it one more time, and then we'll get back to it. It's not gone forever. Who knows? We might have another one next week. I hope, I mean, we might have another kid next week. Right? Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll either have an OTP 4D, OTP 4D or a baby. Or second child. One <laughs> we'll of the see. two. <laughs> it's getting weird, folks. But not both. Not both. Not nope, both. one or the other. Okay, for Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan, I'm Mike Keith, thanking you for listening to the OTP 4D. For one. <laughs>